Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about mixed nuts? I am, because after all, (laughs) we are the Watchers of Movies. I like how you... I, oh my gosh, you still have to do it even though you're laughing. I know. I was going to say, I liked how enunciated you were like, mixed nuts. <laughs> mixed nuts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So how are mixed you? nuts. Hello. Hello. So, it's the Wednesday before Christmas. It is indeed. We are very close to christmas time and for some reason every time christmas comes around i'm like surprised that it comes i'm like what you mean you mean christmas is again this year (sighs) yeah i know oh my god (laughs) like it's like three days away and i'm like (gasps) what (laughs) i have to get all my christmas shopping done. just kidding i'm prepared months in advance yeah Kind You're doing of. homemade gifts for everyone, right? No, this year I did one homemade gift, oh. and then I actually bought the other two on like oh, Black Friday. Okay, they were nice. pretty, yeah. Um, so I won't tell you because just in case they listen. Well, oh no, this it'll be after Christmas. After Christmas, <laughs> right. okay. It'll be old news. So I can tell you. Yeah, tell <laughs> so, me. So I got my dad a terrarium of like carnivorous plants. So like, um, oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I remember uh, you Venus flytrap. Yeah. yeah, and he likes to. He has a green thumb. He's got. They've got plants all over. So I figured that he would. Um, and then my sister, it's like a jail, uh, jail, <laughs> gel nail kit. Oh, I mix those two words together. Apparently, jail, jail. Um, it's pr- it's it looks like Gale, <laughs> but it's pronounced like jail. Oh, <laughs> we're still on jail. I yes. thought you were talking about the actual nail kit. No, no. And I was no. like, what is Gale? I don't know what that is. <laughs> so it has like a little um, ultraviolet light that she can put her like hands wow, under. Fancy. Yeah, so that's cool. It's cute. It was it was like fifty percent off or something. So yeah, um, but for my mom. Now that is the coup de grace. Mm-hmm. She always likes when I sing, and I never want to sing for her because it's kind of embarrassing, and also it's just like always put on the spot. Um, and so I recorded like ten songs of me singing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah a bunch of her favorite songs. And then I added a couple in that I like, mm-hmm. which I did. Uh, Creep by Radiohead, which is <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to do that one. Like why I would give that to my mom, but I'm pretty proud of it, so I want to keep it in there. Um, and I also did Every Time We Say Goodbye by Lady Gaga, the Lady oh. Gaga version. And um, I also did what was the another one that I did that I really liked? Um, oh, I did River Lullaby from the Prince of Egypt. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I really like that one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I bet she's gonna love it. It's I think she's gonna it's gonna be good. And like, you know, Christmas isn't a contest, people, but I have to tell you that I am absolutely gonna win this year. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying that to people, but I'm very excited to give it to her because I think that she'll really like it. And then she can listen anytime she wants, you know? So Yeah, then she'll YouTube. never have to ask you to sing again. I, well, and be hopefully. disappointed. <laughs> yeah i know because she's she's asking me for christmas she's like one of the guys that's coming plays guitar and so she's like if steven comes and he play he brings his guitar will you guys sing together and i was like no (laughs) but you could prepare beforehand give him a little texty texty and say like hey steven i think we should sing a song like the raunchiest song that we can think of (laughs) let's do 
I'm on Fire by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, that song sucks. <laughs> I, I love that, that song. song. Really? Yeah. I love that song. I hate it. It's I love it. <laughs> I think we both like I think we hate it and love it for the same reason. I, I believe like. we do. <laughs> and we'll let the listeners decide. Yes. If what you that really, is. if you hear the lyrics and you've listened to us for a long time, you'll probably pick it up. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> And if not, then you'll just have listened to a terrible song and you won't know why. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, you agree. Oh, no. I don't (laughs) agree. (laughs) Ah, you caught me. That was a sneaky Christmas trick. You caught me. And it was was a good Christmas trick. So I have to tell you. Yes, tell me. I'll tell you a story. So this morning, uh, so I went to the pool to swim this morning and, and... I, I don't I don't wear my glasses. I, I leave them in my locker and I don't bring anything with me. I just wear like a pair of flip flops, go to the pool, get out, walk back to my locker. And I'm usually it's it's early in the morning. So I'm like, there's water pool. Like there's water on the tile by, right, my, right. by my locker, basically. But it's a locker room. So that's what it's for. Right. But um, when I put my pants back on, I like <laughs> I have a lot of room because it's not very busy. So I put my pants back on. And I have to like kind of move to the side where the water isn't so my pant legs don't get wet. So there's water aerobics that happens uh, at 8 a.m. Uh-huh. And so I was getting dressed and that and there it's mostly older women and the older women were coming in for their to, to get ready for their water aerobics. And an older woman came and she went to the she went to the locker really close to mine. And she's like, huh. And it had a lock on it already. And she goes, huh. Someone took my locker, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, is it me? Because I'm I'm leaving." And she's like, "No, no, it's that one there." And then she just like walked away and went to a totally different bank of lockers. And I was like, "Thank God," because I was I had a towel. This is scandalous, but I was changing my clothes, so I had a towel uh-huh. wrapped around me, and that was all I had between me and my birthday. <laughs> it was a towel, <laughs> right, right. And I was like, "Thank God," because I I find it really awkward, like. <laughs> Sometimes some women in locker rooms are just like, like I'm one of those people. I like usually like I don't wing give a shit at the hospital, <laughs> and they're just walking around in their skin. And uh, oh, I'm not that bad, but I'm definitely like I don't hide. I'm like whatever. I'm like you've seen boobs before, no big deal. So, well, yeah. God bless you for being so confident. But Thank you. anyway, I don't like to flaunt it. <laughs> but anyway, so if you got it, flaunt it. So Go what ahead, I I have your a normal. <laughs> I have a normal like sort of pattern. So mm-hmm. I do bottom half clothes first and then I feel comfortable enough to quickly uncover with the towel and do the rest of my clothing cuz that can be a lot faster mm-hmm. and I'm not like mooning everybody. <laughs> so that's fair. So I still have the towel wrapped around me and I put on my pantaloons. I like how you pull underwear. your pants up to your boobs. No, I put on my underwear. I put <laughs> okay. on my uh, underoos, my pants. That's what they your call underoos. it in Britain. My That's underoos. right, they do. Anyway. And then next were your trousers, I'm assuming. And the woman had, had come and gone. And then I had this pair of yoga pants that I was putting on. And yoga pants are not like, they don't have a lot of room. Like they're stretchy, but mm-hmm. they're not like, the material isn't like, easy to put on if you're slightly damp oh yeah oh yeah and yeah, so yeah. i was kind of like <laughs> they're almost like bathing suit material yeah. but like not quite but still very very close yeah, yeah so i'm like trying to shove my feet into the <laughs> legs and i'm trying to keep the towel wrapped around me and this and and i, I like sort of am succeeding i've got one leg in but i <laughs> i have like 
sometimes my back hurts a little bit so like bending over and putting pants on i'm like i have to like i sound like an old lady but (laughs) sometimes it's not easy if i'm trying to do it fast and i'm a little bit damp and my back is a little (laughs) achy so i'm trying to get dressed under all these circumstances normally it's no big deal but then the old woman comes back around to the lockers and i am like trying to put my leg in the other leg and she's like i figured it out and i was like god was she talking to me and she's like you know the lockers on the other bank you know there's a hook in these lockers in the back but the other bank doesn't have the hook and i was like trying to act so cool about this hook that she's telling me about and i was like oh interesting and i nearly fell over because i was standing on one leg try and like hopping around trying to get dressed really fast because now this woman is in close proximity talking to me and the only thing between us is a beach toe (laughs) and i'm like Trying to play it so She just cool. like doesn't give a shit. She's she like, oh, you're changing care less. going, it's fine. And, and you're I like, didn't even know <laughs> this hook that she was talking about existed. So I was like, oh, cool. And the whole time she can see it. And I know that I'm tipping over. But she never uh, acknowledged it. And then she walked back around. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So then I finished getting dressed. And that was that. You just yeah, I would have been like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's um, you know, there's like a time and a place, lady in a locker, and maybe like that time's not at that moment. You know, like yeah, maybe just, just like, let someone get dressed and deal with their own. But shit. sometimes people people are just so chatty in locker rooms, and I think that's a strange behavior because I I feel like I'm that person. The thing I, I know, like, I'm that old lady. I don't know. Like, I feel like if somebody is is in a stage of undress, a state of undress. Oh yeah, no, I'm not going to talk to people that are in a state of undress. Like, I'm that's your, you do you. I'm and not. Then, like, one I'm not time, bug people. Like one that. time, I I walked to my locker and there was a, a younger woman who she said she liked my bathing suit, and I said, oh thanks, mm-hmm. and then I was taking my time like opening my locker. And she was still there, just like, you know, doing whatever she does in the locker room. And I was like, do, 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 <laughs> just trying to wait her out before I started changing my clothes. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to start changing my clothes <laughs> with her standing here. And that was awkward, too, because we had just become friends. And now she was seeing me change my clothes. <laughs> Funny. locker rooms are awful I, in, they, my, yeah. like, in my ideal world every facility would just have like 56 tiny rooms <laughs> that you can go in and close the door Ooh. and just change I didn't realize that moved <laughs> uh, it does move um, yeah at uh, Planet Fitness they have like individual little like stall like changing stalls oh do they mm-hmm. mm. that's nice but I wanted to tell you another story about the plants so my mom woke up one morning and she sees something in the like living room on the ground and it's like a little brown round thing and she's like oh my god some like she she thought someone shit on the ground she was like someone just took a dump on the ground like what the hell like outside no like in the living room so she thought somebody broke in and pooped on the no, floor no no they had uh, fa- we had family over at the oh, time okay. and um so <laughs> she thought like some, like an accident had happened so suddenly this little brown thing 
jumped <gasps> and she realized it was a frog that had just been oh, chilling in the wow. plant for like months and months oh that's cool <laughs> yeah. and my dad just threw it outside and i was like you put that frog to death well i think they free i think they're able to freeze and like unthaw but it's like i don't because i don't where else do they live i don't know they freeze and unthaw like hyper yeah i think that they're like able to freeze like i think frogs are able to freeze their bodies really yeah i think that that's like something that they can do it's like fish like fish can kind of and i don't think they fully freeze but they like basically enter like a state of kind of just non-movement oh yeah stasis stasis that's actually i was gonna use that word and then i started questioning whether or not i knew the actual (laughs) definition got it okay good So yeah, and I thought That's that was really, kind of funny. He should have put it in a little terrarium. I know, so I was saying to them, but I wasn't there, so there's nothing I could do. That was already long gone. Uh, so would you like to talk about the movie? Let's do it. All right. So, what did you think of the movie? Um, this movie is the stupidest movie ever made and it's a waste of time and resources and I hated it. I hated every second of it. There was nothing, almost nothing redeemable about it. Almost none of the characters were likable. The only part I liked was Liev Schreiber and that was it. And that is still being a little bit generous because the movie and the writing it, this movie sucks so bad and so hard <laughs> that I don't know how it became a movie. How do, how so, do you feel? So, uh, well, first of all, I want to say, so you know how you like cracked the code and whether or not I like something is when I text you? Mm-hmm. I think I cracked the code as whether or not you dislike something because mm. you usually text me when you don't like something. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I noticed You've that with my um, poker face. With uh, Kiss the Girls, because okay. you had texted me and you were like, uh, you were like, you asked me, so I can't remember what you asked, but you asked me something about it and then you said you didn't like it. And I've just noticed that. And then, <gasps> so when you texted me and you were like, have you seen this movie before? I was like, she doesn't like it's it. It's because when I was watching it, uh, that's, you're actually, that's interesting and that's <laughs> probably true. But as I was watching it, I was like, I know Lauren likes Steve Martin, so I feel like she <laughs> might really like this movie, but I couldn't remember if you'd seen it or not. I have not, yeah. And so it was my so, first time watching wow, it today. That's probably true, because I hated this movie so much. I, like, I hate this movie beyond just personal opinion. I actually don't know how it was ever made and why they released so it. so funny. What do you uh, think about the movie? Naturally, I liked it. You did? <laughs> No, you really yeah, did. It was fun. Yeah, I love Steve Martin. I love him. I think his stuff's really funny. I, in general, I don't think I've ever seen a Steve Martin movie that I didn't at least like a little bit. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm shocked. I thought you would hate this movie. I there was I thought there this were might some be the things, Steve Martin movie that you hate. <laughs> no, there were definitely like the Seaside Strangler thing felt a little too movieified, and I was like, okay, I'm not really on board with that, but. That was really the only thing that I didn't like about it. Everything else, I I had fun. I had I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I I want to tell you that I was actually kind of looking forward to watching it because I thought it it was just going to be a normal, cute holiday movie. But it so, was so chaotic and it so was very chaotic, disastrously unclever. <laughs> and I thought that. I was really pissed off at how stupid I you know the thing is I don't mind like okay I'm going to compare the two. Adam Sandler in this movie played kind of a doofusy character with a, a good heart. Mhm. I don't mind that kind of stupid character in small doses. 
Juliet Lewis was such an idiot, and then she got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for shooting a gun wildly. And I'm so yeah. angry. Like that makes yeah. me that makes me so angry. I think like like a twelve year old could do something cleverer than that. And and it's just like it's so I'm offended. I'm just I I can't even put into words how stupid I think that that is. So she's, oh my God, she's this like, is like just crying at me. So there's this. <laughs> she says you have to like empty the bullets out of the gun. So oh she my starts God, shooting. That, I was like, what wildly are you doing? shooting? Why like, would you? She's bringing a child into the world. Like she's pregnant. So she's these genes are getting past this child. Yeah. And, okay. I feel like I'm talking in like half sentences because it makes it's just such a stupid like. It's such a stupid thing to do. And it's so easy to just not do stupid things like that. Like, if you're a movie maker and people are paying you hundreds of thousands of dollars, it's so easy to just not do something stupid. Right. And they could have definitely killed the Seaside Strangler in a different way if they had to do that. As soon as. So, okay. So her boyfriend comes in with a little pistol. He has like a head injury. So he's kind of concussed. And mm-hmm. he's like, she, he doesn't but want I her to break to up say, with though, him. That earring and the long sideburns, I was like, hey, Anthony LaPaglia, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in and he doesn't want her to break up with him because mm-hmm. he's like I'm responsible and he's like I'm responsible know, even I have a gun threatening them with a gun and then so they get the gun away from him and or they yeah Steve Martin gets the gun away from him and Juliette Lewis is like it's not enough to just take the gun away you have to empty you have to empty the bullets and I was like yeah that's actually pretty smart yeah and then she starts wildly shooting around the apartment and I don't know like how did she survive the song without just like I don't know lighting herself on fire <laughs> because who does that that's not even yeah. funny like that's not you even open clever the comedy and you it's not good and then oh she accidentally shot the landlord through the door because she was being an idiot and mm-hmm. I thought to myself this is the end of a very weird movie and now this pregnant woman is going to go to prison for life because she murdered somebody for being stupid and then oh lucky he was the seaside strangler and so yeah, she gets a, a reward little coincidental. she gets a $250,000 reward uh-huh. except for the fact that that doesn't it doesn't matter if you kill a serial killer in that way cuz he wasn't like she, her life wasn't in imminent danger at that right, moment right she killed him he's just a normal citizen who got murdered by somebody as but far you as they know well no i don't care who he could be ted bundy himself but if he's just at the door knocking and you shot yeah, that's through the true. door that's true you should go to prison like you're not killing yeah, a serial killer who's I mean, killing I, you i do and i don't agree with that i think that in this aspect because he was a murderer that i could see why they were like all right well here's the money instead of like doing but she did something I'm stupid and she right. should go to prison. i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying i could see why they would do that i can't because it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> compute it's not no you're right it doesn't you're right he they is, did it because it's movie like, like you said right like as of that moment he was not a serial killer he was com- like he was compartmentalizing and he was like just a regular citizen he was a human being who right. was murdered by an idiot right and that idiot is not instead of like getting punished for being an idiot right 
is getting $250,000 because she did something that the cops couldn't do. And I was like, that's not how the world works. Also, I feel like Felix is 100% not the father of her baby. Well, they've already, yeah, they already established that he was in prison when she got impregnated. And then she like had her baby and I was like, okay. Like, it'd be so easy for the landlord to be, I don't know, maybe starting to strangle somebody and then she killed him. Right, right, and then she gets the reward money, but you don't reward stupidity. I don't. It, I can't. <laughs> I'm so angry at the terrible, disastrous writing in this movie. I love how angry you're about it because I was like, "Oh, that was fun." Okay, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, maybe I'm looking into it. I just. <laughs> I, feel I also like I really wanted so- to watch it because Madeline, Madeline Kahn's in it, too. Because I really like her. Yeah. I mean, you and I think, obviously, you and I have very different movie tastes. Like, I was thinking about 5 to 7 as I was driving here. And I was like, or not driving here, but I was driving to my parents' place. And I was like, I really like that movie. It was terribly romantic. And I just, like, think about what you were saying about it and how, you know, different our views are. So I enjoyed it. It, it was not the best. Certainly not even close. Um, I might not really enjoy Nora Ephron's stuff fully because she also did Sleepless in Seattle and that was a train wreck. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I mean, I like... The, the thing is, like, I liked the cast a lot. And so I guess maybe I could look past that, you know? And I have to say, listen, I have never been attracted to Leave Schreiber, but when he was dressed up as a woman, I was like, yes, absolutely. I do. 1,000. I was like, what a handsome woman. I was like, my goodness. I am in love. <laughs> I thought his part, his role was the best part of the whole movie. He was great. And yeah. I actually, so. When or he she, came, I guess. She, oh, yeah, she, she, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess I was talking about his performance. And right, that, right. But yeah, her character, that character, she was. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm talking about his performance. Right, I'm going right. to say he right now. I just okay. want to clarify. Because okay. I watched the scene. So he goes to the, she goes to the apartment where the suicide hotline is and she's talking to Steve Martin and she's just kind of like talking and his performance is so good that I rewound it and watched three times the scene, the part where he's sitting, he's sitting on the sofa and him as the character, she's talking about how, I feel like I'm making this more complicated than, talking about how she doesn't dance because she has two left feet. And as she says two left feet, she like has her legs crossed mm-hmm. and she lifts both her knees up on the couch and says it. And then she, she kind of gives this like nervous laugh afterwards. And I just thought that performance was so like perfectly succinct and flawless and funny that I, that's why I rewound it and watched it a few times. Cause I really liked that delivery and, uh, I like that. and I, I like that part a lot. Too. Really liked later when Adam Sandler makes the song about her, and she's like giggling and clapping. And I really thought that that was very sweet. Yeah, as well. And so I, I thought that that Leah Schreiber's part in the movie was maybe the only worthwhile part. <laughs> it's so funny how just how different we I are. I hope I didn't insult you. No, I by don't, all the I insulting didn't. things. I just <laughs> listen. Unless I made the movie, you are not going to insult me. Lauren, Even if it's my favorite. It's just, I. everyone has a different opinion. I mean, sometimes people's opinions are wrong, but there no, are things about like, this. I, 
if you created this movie i don't even know if our friendship is strong enough for me to lie to you (laughs) about the gun scene about the the moment at the end i think i would have to say i need to be tough love and i need to tell you lauren that this scene you wrote is not good and you have to change (laughs) i think that's maybe a good thing though because first of all i would like to think that i would be more creative than that um, I believe you are. I also Actually, would likely not do a comedy if movie. If you wrote that scene, I would say, Lauren, I need you to fess up. You did not write this. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. doesn't... So. No, I, that wouldn't... Well, first of all, I felt like there was almost no foreshadowing whatsoever about the... Um, the Gary landlord, Shandling, the yeah. landlord. I yeah, I remember his name. Yeah, about him being the the seaside strangler. I mean, there was a lot of mentions of it, but it was like the fact that he just happened to be him. I was like, okay, that's a little convenient. Um, well, it's yeah. It, the whole thing is like yeah. it's like they it's like they all were like, well, we don't have to be creative anymore. So right, let's right. Just- like they didn't they didn't really try with that whole thing. And like, sure, they mentioned it, and so you know that like it's gonna. Bring you know, be brought up again or whatever, but um, it just it was so convenient that he just happened to be the seaside strangler. Like it was yeah, like, oh, I, I thought so as well. I was, I thought like, <laughs> it's I didn't like it, which I know that might surprise you, but you can just rewind it and hear my reasons. I am why. so surprised. Oh, I, so I've heard from like three different movies slash TV shows that the Santa Ana winds make people act weird. Yeah, the holiday they yeah, mentioned they, it and as then well. And White t- Oleander, they talk. About oh, they it. did that. Yeah, and they talk about it in the um and Crazy Ex Girlfriend too. There's oh, like a really? whole. <laughs> there's like this one song that they this guy sings, and I always love it. And I always <laughs> like saw walk around and like sing it in my apartment. Um, and. It's like, I don't know, for some reason people are like, oh, the Santa Ana winds are coming and everyone acts super strange. And I'm just like, I just want to like be there when the Santa Ana winds occur and see how it changes my life. (laughs) I have a theory. I have a theory about it. And this might be far fetched, but this is what I picture in my mind. So when I was a young child, I was really afraid of wind. Like I like afraid of wind. and I would have like little panic attacks when it was windy and I just did not like I don't like it. super windy and, either to be honest and so even now when I'm an adult on like really like prolonged windy days or something I just don't really like it I don't like so it I wonder if the Santa Ana winds is just such constant wind that it starts to get you know it's like it's like just like a noise you know like if there's a noise that you usually don't hear but now you're hearing it and it's just droning in the background all the time like that's really frustrating yeah and so i wonder if the winds are just like it starts to get frustrating like oh my gosh is the wind ever gonna stop right you know, like i can't even sit out on my patio without everything just blowing all over maybe right i don't know maybe it's there's like a certain kind of magic to it i guess it's like associated with the santa Ana winds but yeah, the know. santa Ana winds makes things weird <laughs> it's from crazy ex-girlfriend which is a great show and everyone should watch it um <clears throat> anyway um i have to say okay so the second that that guy called that said that he had leukemia and the moment he said that he was asking for a woman i was like this guy's gonna be a sexual pervert oh yeah and then like he started you know he and he called like a bunch of times asking to talk to a woman and um it was just like 
I just like I knew like I but that didn't really go anywhere with that did that that wasn't like that's the story of this whole movie <laughs> nothing really <laughs> went was... anywhere oh maybe you should give a synopsis oh okay synopsis <laughs> I don't know why I said that, that. Wait, uh, so this is a movie are about uh, I can't <laughs> okay this is <laughs> my bad <laughs> what ah. I don't know what just happened. We just took a journey. Words are hard. (laughs) Okay, so this is a movie about a suicide hotline that this guy runs, Philip. And um, basically, they are being kicked out, evicted, and closed down. And he needs like $5,000 to get everything going again. And it's just like this chaotic movie where a bunch of shit happens. And it's, I don't know, I... (laughs) That's it, pretty much, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There was like I don't I don't know what they were thinking with like the whole wrapping up the landlord's body. <laughs> you you just look like what I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah, like what 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 exactly was going to happen with that like they were so first of all they didn't really even wrap him up very well because there's like one hand flopping out at one point and then you can see his shoes um and i was just like what are they gonna do they're gonna leave it on the boardwalk and then eventually when it starts smelling and stinking probably like the next day or the next two days or whatever there someone's gonna find a body and then like you know what i mean it was just like what like go toss him in the ocean or something you know what i mean like if you i'm saying okay listen you shouldn't murder people but if you're gonna do it you should do it right (laughs) so (laughs) like throw him in the ocean the sharks will eat him you know i don't know what to tell you but i think wrapping him up and making him look like a christmas tree is not the answer yeah i don't know i thought it was the whole thing was so bizarre so Juliette Lewis's character accidentally shoots him. Gracie is her name. She accidentally shoots the landlord because she's stupid. She's really stupid. And so just then, open the chamber. Like that's all you got to do. <laughs> and then um, you're so done. Steve. You're already so done. You're like I don't. I, I can't. Well, and then Steve Martin is gonna call the cops, but she's like, "Don't you call the cops? Don't you call the cops?" And I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense. You just murdered a man in cold blood." And you don't want him to call the cops because you know that you're going to go to jail forever. Right. And uh, and then well, he leaves. Involuntary manslaughter might have 10 years. Involuntary? She shot a gun. It, like she yeah, should, but I think I think I mean they, there's different levels of it's of, not like it's not like, like manslaughter murder because she didn't murder him. It was but it was manslaughter. She shot. So you can you think if somebody just like starts shooting the, and well, they kill or, somebody. Or voluntary manslaughter. I don't. I don't okay, know. You're probably I'm, right. You listen I mean, to I'm more saying, to They wouldn't be saying. like they wouldn't get like first degree murder. Like they wouldn't. Okay, she wouldn't sure. get for life. She would probably she get should, like 10, 15 because years. Because what she did was stupid. I mean, I agree with you, but I don't think that she should be punished for her life. I, I think, think that, she should because she did something really <laughs> stupid. I just think that it's not like an accident. Stupid. It's like literally. No, like, it you're was a moron. really. It was really dumb. It was really dumb. Like, yeah. And whoever wrote this into the movie probably shouldn't be making movies anymore (laughs) 
Well, she's not, so. I didn't mean it that way. But anyway, <laughs> she should have had her movie-making no, license revoked the I day this it. movie came out. It was like a dark, fucked-up joke, and I was it was, anyway, I was 100% on board, so honestly. Like, I was like, yes. Steve Martin has to leave for something. Is that when him and Rita Wilson, like, do it in the bathroom, or is it? That's, like, later in the movie. No, I think it's that, because Rita Wilson is, like, having a panic attack. She's oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, She just yeah. watched a man get, a man die. She just yeah. saw a dead body. Yeah, and, and So he takes her in, so it's nature's most powerful aphrodisiac so steve martin takes her into the bathroom and they presumably do it people that have a trauma together rarely stay together (laughs) so um from speed doesn't she say something like that yeah yeah yeah. relationships built on trauma really rarely last like rarely we're not yeah anyway so when they come out of the bathroom juliette lewis gracie and her boyfriend Felix Felix Anthony Lapaglia Lapaglia probably they sorry I don't oh god it's alright they um are they have wrapped up the body and have stood it on vertically and are like sticking and upside down pieces for some weird from the, reason the Christmas tree they're like cutting off pieces from the Christmas tree and putting it and attaching it to the body somehow because they're gonna describe they're, they're gonna describe they're gonna disguise the body as a christmas tree and put it down on the boardwalk and no and one I guess will figure it out themselves from any guilt and then they won't be like why is this christmas tree 200 pounds and very very bulky also really stiffly weird like what is going oh my god there's a hand there well it must be a mannequin so then it's never a mannequin when they're down there and the cops they get you know through a series of hijinks the cops show up and then Gracie is all like, they're not going to take me to jail. It was an accident. And I was like, well, why didn't you just let him call the police up in the apartment then if it was an accident? Right. And none of it made sense. And it's just. Also, I had an issue with the fact that they found a bunch of circumstantial evidence in his bag. That's circumstantial. That does not mean that he is the. Yeah. What is it called? Seaside, the seaside str- Strangler. Yeah, the Seaside Strangler. That's like, I mean, it's suspicious. <laughs> it might make him a person of interest or a suspect, but you can't just like it it's like it's like where the crawdads sing, you know what I mean? Like you can't put someone like just assume that someone is guilty because of a bunch of circumstantial evidence, you know what I mean? Which she wants so like whatever. But um anyway. Yeah, no, that's what I know. mean. That that she shouldn't have gotten a reward for murdering a, or for right. manslaughtering a guy. She should have gone to, she should have had a trial. And maybe they yeah. find out in the midst of the trial that he was the Seaside Strangler, but that doesn't mean that she should just get off scot free. Right. I think like, well, what it'd be like so a note easy. written in there. Yeah. BTW, I'm the Seaside Strangler. It would be so easy to have him like starting to strangle Madeline Kahn or Steve Martin right. or, or Leif Schreiber or Adam Sandler or any. Listen, if this movie could get an Academy Award for underutilizing the most A list cast I've seen in a long time, yeah. done so badly. Like, yeah. I've never seen a cast th- of this caliber in such a mess like all of them together in such a mess right. I, I couldn't believe it as i was watching it i was like how much money did they spend on the cast and how much are they squandering all this talent yeah no i, I feel really bad that i'm being so harsh since you like no it. i i again i don't i don't care um i don't I like 
I'm glad that you are very vocal about it. I acknowledge that it's not like the best movie ever, but I did I did enjoy it for what it was. So, but I, you know, again, I really like, like Madeline Kahn was probably the biggest reason why I wanted to see the movie to begin with, other than Steve Martin, um, because I just, I like her so much and I've never seen her in anything that I have not liked her performance in. Um, so... Actually, when you were talking earlier, you reminded me a lot of one of the scenes that she's in in Clue where she's talking about how like angry she is. She's like, flames, flames on either side of my face. <laughs> it just reminded me so much of like what you were saying. Um, so, I mean, I can definitely see, I can definitely see why you don't like this movie. I think that the whole Gracie killing the Seaside Strangler was, it was just too over the top. And... It's like, you know, the thing is, like, they paint, they kind of paint the kind of victim that he has, you know, with uh, when, what was Madeline Kahn's character's name? Um, Mrs. Munchnik or whatever. Yes, Munchnik. Uh, Munchnik. Yeah, so when Mrs. Munchnik was talking to someone on the phone and she's like, I heard that you're like attractive young lady. She's like, I'm attractive. She's like, but I'm a little bit older. You know what I mean? So. It was, to me, it kind of established, okay, so he likes younger women. So I thought, or I, now I'm thinking this, I didn't really think about it when I was watching the movie, but I was thinking now that Gracie could have, like, idealistically been a a perfect victim for him, you know, and he could have been trying to hurt her, and then she shot him, mm-hmm. you know, Um because it is kind of like a dramedy, so they could have something that's, you know, a little bit darker in there than that that would still fit in with the vibe of the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I thought that it was sad that Parker Posey and Jon Stewart were underutilized. I didn't realize that they were the yeah, couple. <laughs> I didn't realize that was Jon Stewart. Yeah. I knew it was Parker Posey. It's but I crazy. Yeah, they're just like rollerblading with a Christmas tree that keeps perpetually getting like like ruined by anthony lapal i know well first of all like to me like you searching for two hours for the perfect symmetrical christmas tree is the dumb equivalent of having a gender reveal party well i think that's why it was put in this movie (laughs) like it's like it's like it just fills me with like such (laughs) like schadenfreude when i see like videos of of people that have these gender reveal parties and then like everything gets fucked up i'm like you shouldn't have had a gender reveal party (laughs) so anyway them having like the symmetrical christmas tree i was like you know what you spent two fucking hours looking for the most perfect tree in the world and it got ruined well guess what that's dumb. <laughs> like you spent Yeah, well I think life. that's why like, they're they're in the movie. Yeah. I know. Because I know. they're supposed to be they're not they're definitely not supposed to be Right. Um, they're like hipster yeah, yeah. yuppies. He yeah. calls them yuppies. yuppies. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, I guess hipster is kinda more like our generation than their generation, right? Yeah. I think yeah. I don't know. It's don't been know. around for a while, I think. But oh well. Yuppies is like a nineties thing, I think. I think hipsters came from hippies. Maybe. There's a difference between like and love. Like I love my Skechers, or I like my Skechers, but I, I love, love my, my Prada house. backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I just bumped my nose on my mic. You can be underwhelmed and overwhelmed. Can be, you ever just be, be whelmed? <laughs> I haven't seen ten things I hate about you in forever. Um, I like that. Just saying, I like that one scene where she beats the shit out of that guy, and she's like, "This is for my sister. This is for my dad, and, and this Keegan. one's for me." And you're like, "Yes!" <laughs> like fuck that guy. Anyway, so maybe that makes me a total bitch for having those feelings about people that have gender reveal parties, but also like, 
no one cares what gender your baby is. Okay, just have a healthy baby. That's all we're asking. Okay, we just don't care. And also, I don't want to bring you a present for your fucking gender reveal party. I have very strong feelings about gender reveal parties, and none of them are good. So I've never there. been invited to a gender reveal party. So. I haven't either. And if I was, and I, I would show I mean, like, our gifts. Our gifts like required. I don't know, but if they are, that's like just to me. To me, like if someone is having a gender reveal party and they're asking for gifts, it's like you're having not only a gender reveal party, you're also having like a little. What was that? What's that like baby party that they have before a shower? Shower, baby shower. See, I don't even know what they're called. Um, so you're like having all these things so people can give you presents, and after a while, it just comes. It just kind of seems greedy, I guess. And that's that's I think how I feel about it. Is really? that it's like I think if I was having a baby, I would want to have all the showers. Because, oh yeah, I mean, I mean me I'm going to be paying for this baby saying, for I'm eighteen years. I'm not saying years. that I wouldn't be doing that. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm not saying that I wouldn't be a total hypocrite. I'm just saying I like I just, okay. <laughs> I I actually like to like celebrate with people when they're having a baby or something. I you know I no I, I like too. baby I showers. Baby showers are fine. I just think that gender reveal parties are just a little bit much. You know what I mean? I think if it's your first baby, I don't mind gender reveals if you do it in like a like oh here's a blue cookie or something. Yeah, but gender reveals with like. Okay, I feel like we're going to go down there. <laughs> I think gender reveals are fun. I like finding out what somebody's having. Okay. But I understand what you mean, and I know that like they can get so ridiculous. And yeah. it's like a lot of influencers have like really elaborate parties. I think that's what annoys me yeah. about it, is that it's mm-hmm. like there's so much emphasis put on this that it's like at the end of the day like it should just really be that your baby is healthy you know what i mean and i I feel like sometimes i just feel like it's over the top and it's annoying i I don't know i heard someone once say like she wanted to find out what gender her baby was because it's like oh this person is coming to live with me Mm -hmm. forever this person's gonna be in my life forever so i want to prepare now i want to know what it is so i I think like well like finding out yeah no i i think (laughs) I think more what I'm talking about is that people who have these like elaborate like oh if we set off all the balloons at the same time and they're all blue then we have a boy you know what I mean it's yeah. just like and it's stuff like you're setting off like a hundred balloons that go off in the air and that's just kind of to me like a little Wasteful. inconsiderate to the environment no, I and, think you're and, right yeah. I agree yeah. with you like I think a gender reveal occasion would probably be a little bit better right right um, but yeah, yeah, and I it's one thing mean. to like announce it on Facebook or make your own little, you know, video. But I don't know. You know, we got we went on That's a whole. You know, this movie is good because we just talked about gender reveal parties. <laughs> I know for like way too long. That was definitely like at least five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that um, I think shopping for baby stuff is really fun. Like baby Babies, clothing, they're so cute, and I like finding out what the gender is because i don't want to get somebody just a bunch of yellow unless they like unless they want yellow stuff but you know i'm gonna be like here's something that a girl or a boy baby could wear without any like flair to it you know it's interesting that yellow has become like the gender neutral color you know what i mean like like why it's just such a weird like why is blue and like why why do we just sign genders to colors i will admit that it's kind of weird that like blue and pink are like the standard but i do also think like uh i if i was having a baby i 
wouldn't want to get a bunch of yellow clothing if I was having a girl. I'd want to get like little dresses or I'd want to get these things. Yeah. Or if I was having a boy, I'd want to get like little suits. And oh, I think that that stuff is suits. really cute. And if the baby, when the baby grows up, what is and that becomes, baby doing in a suit? And becomes an adult and they decide that they want to wear different clothes, then that's fine. But when yeah. they're my baby and I'm the one that's dressing them, then I want to dress them the way I want to dress them. No, I don't want to dress I them in a bunch of gender neutral like onesies. I want to dress them in the little frilly things or the little <laughs> fancy dapper Dan things. And that's my opinion. Baby professionals. And when they grow up, they can make their own decisions and I will love them anyway. But while, they're, while they're being dressed by me, they <laughs> shall be dressed adorably i will dress them the way i want and it will be so cute you won't even believe i'll probably just cut all this out <laughs> like it i think it's good so i wanted to say first of all i thought that it was really cute that Catherine had knitted philip a pair of pajamas i was like <laughs> yeah i want a knitted pair of pajamas that looks amazing yeah. it looks incredibly comfortable and also i, like I, I just want to wake up really in a floppy pool of sweat <laughs> yeah she didn't know his measurements so they were just kind of like giant yeah, like, yeah. and he's like and he kept her like shoved the the um sleeves down yeah i thought that that was really cute i also wrote everyone in this movie takes tbis just about as seriously as they took suicide in the apartment well yeah, yeah yeah and also suicide I mean, in the two movie major like you know traumatic brain injuries there's felix he gets one and then um who's the other one shit there's another one. Oh my god i can't remember i just watched this movie there's another one though i know there's another one who was it? i don't know i don't remember I it no i don't remember either okay hold on Oh, yeah, Mrs. Munchnik gets hit in the head. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. Oh, my God. I know. I can't believe I totally forgot about that. So, yeah, so Felix gets hit with the fruitcake that has, by the way, not been touched for a year. Okay, so that's, like, disgusting, first of all. Like, this is a really old-ass fruitcake. Fruitcake is, well, <laughs> like, real fruitcake is usually full of liquor, so it probably keeps for a while. Oh, I don't know. but still, I don't know. I wouldn't eat. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't eat, eat no year old fruitcake. Well, if it was no actually, if it wasn't moldy, I might take a bite. I love fruitcake. I don't know if I've ever had real fruitcake. I cake have some in my me. fridge. Do you want to try Ooh, it? We should try my it. dad. Yeah. So here, I'll tell you this little story. My grandparents <laughs> We're totally off topic. No, this is very short. Okay. My grandparents used to send fruitcakes out to random, like not random. They were like people, their friends. Every Christmas, they yeah. have these fruitcakes. Here, have a fruitcake, random person. And one of those people included their children. So mm -hmm. my dad and mom would always get a fruitcake every year. And I loved it. And so now my dad has continued the tradition. And he got me a fruitcake this year. Oh, that's so, so cute. So I have it in my fridge if They're you would like to try like some. kind of like American Stolen, right? Yeah, like Stolen's of. are yeah, kind of like so. the German yeah. version of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think um, it's more moist than a Stolen, though. Yeah, Stolen's are kind of dry. Yeah. They're this definitely one, dry. Well, I mean, I, I think that there's varying levels of like fruitcake. Mm -hmm. But this one that I have in my fridge is really it's, it's really top drawer yeah so all i'll right. give you a piece i'm excited i'm excited to try i'm excited it. for you yeah, to try it too i've never tried it before they're good i mean i feel like i've tried something similar but i i don't know i don't i just don't feel like i've ever tried like real fruitcake you know um mm -hmm. let's see so yeah yeah that fruitcake i would not have eaten it because it was yeah so like everyone so two people get knocked out like fully <laughs> unconscious <laughs> yeah 
First yeah. of all, Mrs. Munchnik. Okay, so seriously, as I'm thinking about this, actually, I didn't realize. So she hooks up with, um, what was his the name? The dog guy. He yeah, was a famous um, actor, and I don't know who he was. I wrote down his name. Oh, Lobel. Lobel. So Munchnik and Lobel end up hooking up on the beach, which I was like, <laughs> this is funny. I like it. But now I'm wondering... Did she hook up with him because she wanted to or because she had a traumatic brain injury? Because <laughs> mm. she was out for like 20 minutes. That's a long time. Like you have you, you have a concussion, you know, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if this movie is deep enough to be like she hooked up with him. <laughs> That's true. I thought yeah, she I was think. kind of like at her wits end and she knew that Christmas was sort of like the plan she had for Christmas right. was ruined. And so she was like, might as well get it on instead. I also like but how everyone referred to her um, sister-in-law as her dead husband's sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they were literally like, can I call you a dead husband's sister? I was I like, do- just use sister-in-law. Like, it doesn't have to be like... I think it was interesting because she... So, she seems kind of like super tightly wound. Mm-hmm. And you find out that she's a widow. Widower is the male. Widow is the female, right? Okay, you find out she's a widow... I don't know. I don't think it's... Widower is the male version. Is it? Okay. I don't know. That's what I've always learned it. Anyways. Anyway. (laughs) And she's supposed to have Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. The the whole movie takes place on Christmas Eve. And she's supposed to have a Christmas dinner with her dead husband's sister's (laughs) family. Yes, yeah. Or AKA her sister-in-law. But, you know, obviously hijinks ensue and she doesn't get to go. And she's just very, like, tightly wound and prim and proper. And then... through the course of the evening at the end of the evening she's in her car and she's finally about to go to the christmas celebration and the fruitcake flies out the window and breaks her windshield <laughs> and when she gets oh, out i felt so bad for her because she was like having she, she was, was like hyperventilating yeah, she was, she about was to scared go yeah crazy and when she gets out the guy who was walking his dogs said like all right what i said like what can i do you for because she was kind of like freaking out and she said oh my dead husband used to say that and it like I don't know. I thought it was a really sweet moment where she was like sort of pulled back into reverie of like probably a time in her life that was a lot better than the time she's yeah. living in now. Yeah. And I think that that's why she just decided to like get it on with him because, you yeah. know, it's Christmas. But and did she, was, she like not like the dogs initially yeah, or something like, when the, she was trapped when the movie in the elevator? Started, she was trapped in the elevator and the guy was really mad at her and he's like, I wouldn't help you if you were, if I was a mechanic and I could this stuff i wouldn't fix right, the elevator right. for you because because she hated she the dogs. said the dogs tried to give her rabies or something <laughs> yeah because <laughs> what was anyway. it like you can only it was something like it was like they may have given her slight rabies and someone was like there's either no rabies or there is rabies yeah. which by the way i've done my research on rabies and that is like if you get bit like immediately go to the hospital yeah. do not wait if, because time is of the once essence the when it comes to that start, there's no cure there's like you it's pretty much 95 percent mortality rate mm-hmm. which is like so that little tiny five percent is if you're extremely lucky and yeah. you probably won't be yeah you gotta <laughs> like, get the you gotta get it taken <clears throat> care of like immediately Immediately. Yeah. Um, I wrote down that the fruitcake is really Chekhov's gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Came, it came around a bunch of times. Um, but I, did you like that Philip and Catherine got together? No, because I didn't think he actually appreciated her. Yeah, also, it didn't he seem was like he just really... dumped by his girlfriend the same day. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like, so I, the thing is, 
I thought that Catherine had a really good storyline if it was a better movie because there was this her character was just so annoying to me and I didn't really empathize with her because she was her. so she annoying was so sweet. And, I, and I thought she was like borderline like I don't know m- maybe like borderline I want to say stupid, but I'm, I was trying to think of like a more clever thing to say, but I couldn't. So <laughs> okay. maybe who's stupid? I don't know. But anyway, I didn't care for her character. And it, it makes me sad because I think that there might have been a good story buried deep in the chaos. How So somebody calls a suicide hotline and they're sort of crying about i can't remember what they were, they were crying about being alone for christmas or, or something. something like that and she's like well at least you don't live with your mother and, and they were like oh yeah at least i don't live with my mom so, you know and it's so she she starts crying and she runs into the bathroom and she sits in the bathtub the empty bathtub and she's crying and she's like okay pull yourself together so what if you don't have plans for new year's again the 10th year in the ro- in a row and there's just this really interesting story about like loneliness that mm-hmm. they they just barely touch on, and I and I think that that's interesting because it's like yeah, it is kind of sad to just feel like your life is slipping away. Like you haven't she presumably hasn't had a relationship in at least ten years, and her Christmas is spent, uh, you know, probably doing something probably kind of boring and she doesn't well, she have said she only got one plans. present from her she mom she only gets yeah. one present and she obviously has a crush on philip steve martin's character philip unrequited because in before the movie starts he's in a relationship and the girlfriend and he's like gonna him, get like, married really early, yeah. Yeah, yeah really early in the movie well first of all she's like cheating on him for like months and months with yeah. like a psychiatrist and then yeah. she's like my psychiatrist says i should dump you and i was like he's not your psychiatrist you fucking cheater like you're just a shitty person like ugh. Yeah, yeah so and and she was cheating on him for months and then all of a sudden she's like bye and then she tries to come back to get him back or whatever but we only see her for like a split second yeah um i could have given i could have not cared less about her story i was like who cares about susan so Um, i think i thought Catherine's story was really sad because she just has all this unfulfilled unfulfilled longings and and i think it it's it is it's like really sad and scary to maybe look at the years of your life in the future and think like am i going to be alone like this forever and yeah. then and then madeline Kahn's ca- so mrs munchnik says something to philip she's like Catherine wants to jump your bones or something like that and then she's all like, of a sudden, tear off your clothes yeah tear off your clothes that's right you're right and then all of a sudden philip is like seeing her in a different light and i wanted to ask you about that because i don't i don't know if i find that romantic uh in a storyline in, in a movie where like he doesn't really care about her until somebody points it out do you think that's a romantic storyline um i think if they had if it was done right like if they had it was like a slow build-up instead of them just talking up in the bathroom like on the same day that a he couple got hours, yeah yeah um i think that yeah I mean, yeah, it could be if it was done right. But I think okay. In a case like in a case like this, first of all, she's probably not going to be someone that he's going to pursue a relationship with because a they work together. B he just got dumped, so he's like 
any emotions that he's feeling are going to be way intensified because he's like super sad and it's Christmas. So things are, you know, bad because of that. And then people are calling that are suicidal because Christmas is one of those times where a lot of people commit suicide, you know? And so he's dealing with all this shit anyway. And then it's like, super chaotic people are getting like tbis left and right literally (laughs) and i don't think that their relationship would have lasted or would last after the credits have rolled i think that it she was a rebound and i think that that would end with her being very hurt i don't know if he would be hurt i mean he might be but not the way she would be i think she would be incredibly devastated over it and so to answer your question, yes, I think it's possible, but not in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I just, I didn't really want them to get together. I actually wanted her and Adam Sandler to end up together. Yeah, I kind of Really badly, because he was yeah. so sweet. Like, he was he doting. He was really like, cute, yeah. He noticed her, and he was giving her attention, and he was he made that little song about her. And she kind of really, she was really, like, friend-zoning him because she liked Philip. Right. And I think, like, if they would have just tweaked Adam Sandler's character to be a little less doofy. Yeah, he was, like, really immature. Yeah, I think if he had been l- a little more mature. His heart yeah. was in the right place, and I and I thought that that was a much more romantic male figure for her than Philip, because Philip didn't even care about her until somebody was like, yeah. hey, Philip here's an easy bang basically i mean you know? I, yeah and, and so i just found that not super romantic and i didn't really care about their relationship i could see yeah i could see like again if it was done in the right way you know and i think i think it can be but it's no not definitely not in this not with all the circumstances that are happening you're already like your brain's already working in overdrive because you just got dumped and then you're on top of all the other shit you're dealing with. Yeah, no, like it's not, I mean, it's, it's not even gonna, it wasn't even like a romantic, real, really like a romantic moment between them because he was like, you want me to bring Gracie in here so she can help you undress? And she's like, no, I want you to undress me. And then they just kind of got together. So it wasn't, yeah anything special it wasn't like it was on the bathroom yeah it was like cold not even in the bathtub like (laughs) come on i know or i don't know whatever way you might do it but um i i never really saw the appeal of sex in a bathroom to me it's just kind of like why there though (laughs) you know I i mean i guess i get it but have i ever had sex in a bathroom i don't think so no i have on a boat though awesome <laughs> i know that's exciting thank you <laughs> i had sex uh, on a canoe once oh really yep yeah what's that isn't there like a joke with that no i'm being serious are you being serious no a canoe <laughs> lauren I, I was talking earlier in the episode. <laughs> earlier in the episode, I said I was uncomfortable with a woman in a locker room talking to me while I had a towel wrapped around. Me. <laughs> so I was very shy. I was trying to be open-minded. Okay, my apologies. I will be closed-minded in all future. <laughs> if you're gonna have sex in a canoe, the best thing to do would be to flip it over and have sex in a little air pocket. <laughs> there you go. Because then your bodies are underwater. There you go. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. Unless it's crystal clear water. Then everyone well, like, see like the Caribbean. <laughs> I mean, I think. Anyway, we're getting. Okay. 
Um, did you notice that there was a tiny Haley Joel Osment in the movie? I did. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my yeah. god, he's so little. He is. He was he's so just, little. He's just a little mini, <laughs> a little mini guy, <laughs> a little mini guy, he's just a little guy. <laughs> Oh, what did you think about the guy at the beginning who called in and said he was like really depressed and she kept saying like, oh, I'm sorry, there's a lot of static on the line. Try clicking the button Oh, on yeah, the end. guy that killed himself. And then he shot himself. Um, I thought that, I don't know if a I movie could that get away with come, that today. Yeah, I thought that that was going to come back for some reason. Yeah. It seemed like it, like it, it, it was just, I, I don't know. It's It seemed like for some reason it was going to come back and it was... It wasn't really shocking, and I felt like they did it in almost like a comedic way, but like suicide's like really not funny. Um, so I don't know if I really liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it. I definitely, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like kind of like, eh, that's not even clever enough for like dark comedy standards. You yeah, know what I mean? Like it was definitely dark comedy, but it, yeah, I agree. It wasn't like there wasn't, it was. I guess to me it was funny because it was Mad- Madeline Kahn, but that was kind no, of it. No, it was yeah. it was Rita Wilson who took the call because she's like, oh, he hung up. But he no, actually no, then, like, and then later, no, there was one later that Mrs. Munchnik was yeah, like, you just got to press the button, press the first static. The first time we meet M- Mrs. Munchnik is when she's saying that, and then later Rita Wilson takes a call and says oh, the same thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that was, oh, that's I right, also, yeah, that's right, because they're like, oh, they'll call back if they really want to, and then they were, like, waiting and waiting, and nothing happened, and that also felt like that was supposed to be funny, but it was it not just funny. It wasn't. It yeah. wasn't. It felt I flat. Thought, I thought it would have been funnier if they'd heard the bang and said, like, oh, oh, no. Right. Sir? Sir? And then have him be like, yep, sorry. I, <laughs> you know, like, he's not actually dead. Right. Because they're a suicide hotline, but they're a bunch of bumbling idiots. Yeah. Also, well, I, and it also doesn't seem like they're really helping anyone. I was just gonna say, like, like all of their conversations end super quickly. They're like, "Okay, we'll have a great holiday." I'm yeah. like, "You're not even gonna talk to this person." Like, it, it didn't seem like they were really a very good suicide hotline, and I really didn't know the motivation for any of them wanting to continue working there because how much can he possibly be paying them? Yeah, it how do they even like, make how do, money? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. I mean, and I so, guess it's a nonprofit, and, but you have like if you're gonna have a nonprofit, you also have to make you have to have something on the side that can support that nonprofit, you know yeah so, and so none of it made sense it just kind of seemed like why do you want to even work here because it seems like you're not you can't be getting paid that much you're not even very good at it right and it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like uh quote-unquote fun work and all of their advice seemed to be just like well Try to smile. You know, it never, it didn't really seem like they were actually like licensed therapists or anything. Like, go and hang out with your family. And And I don't, I hate that because it's like not everyone, like, not everyone gets along with their family. Some people have really awful families and they do not want to be with them because of how awful they are. You know, Um, I did really like, as you said, leave Schreiber's character, Chris. I did really like Chris. Um, with him he was or she was crying on the other end and was like please let me come over please let me come over and I just like I don't know my heart like hurt for her you mm-hmm. know and and when she was leaving the house her dad was so mean he called her what did he call her like I don't Elton I, John or something like something that something like that or, or Arnold I think is like Arnold his, Schwarzenegger and it didn't make sense like, and then they were understand. all like saying Arnold 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 yeah, yeah what was the point of that joke I, I didn't understand it I don't know I don't get it either like did Arnold Schwarzenegger was he like a 
like did he dress up in drag in a movie or something you know what i mean like i don't maybe i don't know think yeah that feels very out of character for wasn't Arnold there a movie called junior where he was like pregnant or something? oh yeah yeah with danny devito oh no no those twins yeah that he was yeah junior yeah junior i'm pretty sure that's it maybe that's what it was let me look at what, but either way like it's not doesn't make it a good joke no or funny, and but. It, it's and if you're you know your daughter is transgender just like love them for who they are man you know okay also, it was, i thought it, leave schreiber looked beautiful as a woman so yeah. i was on board i was like okay yeah mm-hmm, so definitely Junior came out in 2000 or 1994 as well oh, okay and it says it follows alex hessa an austrian-american scientist who un- agrees to undergo a male pregnancy from a newly developed drug so i don't know that must be why he was calling him schwarzenegger but that's I don't weird know. Yeah. anyway oh i did like when chris and philip were dancing and philip's body was so curved away from like his, oh yeah he wanted to keep his crotch away like, from like, chris. i understand because it didn't seem like he was really into the idea of dancing so i can understand but um i don't know i just i really liked i really liked chris i really liked chris you yeah know? i liked chris as well and i felt that this movie um i guess it seemed like the movie was touted as being a dark comedy, but I think that what it really was was a movie with an identity problem. I think if they yeah. would have made it a drama with a couple comedic parts, it could have been a strong story because he was really mean. Philip was really mean to Chris, and Chris did not have a happy life at that right, point, and right. and he she just felt lost, and Philip did Philip for being a a suicide hotline creator he created this hotline he right. really isn't very empathetic or kind well, to people. And, they, and Catherine and, even said like he's not good in person yeah and that's like a pretty scathing indictment to tell somebody that they're not good in person is basically saying like you're very selfish and you only care about your problems right and and so all of these journeys of these characters like they could have cut out gracie and felix entirely yeah and um, although i did i did like gracie like i have have to say one thing really quick i loved her store (laughs) i thought it was yeah like i love it was so colorful it was so like there was just so much stuff i just loved it i was like i want to go here i don't maybe want to live here but maybe i do want to live there i don't know (laughs) yeah it was like a classic like California beach. It made me shop. want to recreate it in Sims. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. I might, I might do it. I don't know. <laughs> I've been really into building lately, so using a lot of platforms. Any other Sims people out there? Hey. <laughs> so I thought that if it was a drama, more of a drama, it could have been a stronger movie. Or if they had gone more in the realm of just straight up comedy and not dark comedy. They yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe could have had a good movie if they tweaked a lot of things. But the fact that they tried to like run down this dark comedy line, they did. It didn't. It didn't work. It, right. I don't. I don't think Nora Ephron can make dark comedies. Yeah. I, have you ever seen Death at a Funeral? No. Okay. That is so. There's two of them. There's like. Oh yeah. There's the, the Americanized version. Isn't there which, like a Chris Rock one? Yeah, yeah. It's like an Americanized version for the Americans. Um. If you're going to watch it, I would suggest watching the original. Uh, And that is one of those movies where a lot of really bad shit happens, but it's pretty fucking funny at the same time. You know what I mean? Like uh, Peter Dinklage is in it, and he's like, so it's like about a a guy that dies. And 
um, it's all the kids are like at his funeral and everything like that. Well, there's he had a lover that was Peter Dinklage, and they didn't know that he was gay, and so he is the Peter Dinklage comes up. Well, they end up like accidentally drugging him, like like you think he's dead, like you're like there's no way that this you know Peter Dinklage is not a big guy, so. You're thinking like this, all this drugs in this small little body is going to kill him, you know? And, but he ends up like waking up and he's like manic. Like he looks like he is off his fucking rocker. And it's just, but it's a lot of like dry humor. It's very British, which is probably why they remade it for the Americans because we can't, we don't understand British comedy, even though I actually really love British comedy and I'm an American. Makes me super special and unique. (laughs) Just, you know, like some people say something like that. I was like, anyway. So um, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, but um, what I'm trying to say is, if it had been like more like that, had that vibe, I I agree with you. I think that it did have an identity crisis. Like it's either like you go the path of a, you know, like an actual serious film. Or you make it a dark comedy, but you can't have this like middle wavering, like we don't really know what we're doing here, you know? Um, and I don't know who Delia Efron is. That's the other, other person who wrote it. I'm assuming related to Nora. Um, my sister calls them um, ne- Nepo babies. Oh, that <laughs> was a big thing babies. on the New Yorker. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the New Yorker had a cover with like a bunch of young actors and musicians whose parents were famous uh, and yeah called, like nepo babies now but, but yeah. if i i mean geez good for them i, I know i, I don't i don't baby. see the problem with like first of all if like who cares if they're a nepo baby if they're talented well yeah like zoe kravitz was on the cover and i'm like she's actually really talented i know probably like, more talented her, than her yeah. dad like so. lily collins is okay i take offense to that i love lenny with every part of my soul <laughs> And uh, oh yeah, and I was like, I was thinking. I'm, I'm like, just saying, Bunny. like when he played uh, Catwoman, I didn't really care for his performance, but I liked hers. Wait, who played who? He played Catwoman. Lenny Kravitz played Catwoman, and that's what we call a joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, no, I yeah. I, who cares if they're nepo babies as long as they're talented? I mean, Lily Collins. I think she's talented, and she's you know Phil Collins' daughter. So. I believe the Jim Blossoms sang about this very situation when they wrote a song called "Hey Jealousy." Yeah. So, I like that song. It's a good song. It's about people calling other people nepo babies. I also because they wish they could be a nepo. <laughs> I used to think it was "Hey Jesse." Oh yeah, "Hey Jesse." <laughs> And he was like, hey, Jesse, can I come over and hang out at your place tonight? Because I'm just feeling like kind of down. And she's like, hey, yeah, that's cool. But it's like, he said, no. like, you can trust me. What does he say? Something, something. And then you and can not trust to me sleep not around. To, yeah. And if you don't expect too much from me, you might not be let down. I know that song what is like, sales listen, <laughs> I will probably sit on your couch for the rest of my life and never get a job. But if you're cool with that we're gonna be good i think he says you can trust me not to think and not to sleep around (laughs) he sounds like a good boyfriend great boyfriend um promises all those promises all those gin (laughs) blossoms he's giving her um yeah uh, would he give them to her isn't that like i don't know like an alcohol like when you're an alcoholic and you get like oh like the alcohol flush reaction yeah i have that no i mean like an alcoholic i think oh i don't i don't know 
like an old timey like 1930s hobo alcoholic <laughs> you know who's drinking like bathtub yeah. gin yeah I, like they have the broken blood vessels yeah yeah no i don't know it's i don't also know if like looks... modern day alcoholics too I don't, uh, that's what i always thought gin blossoms was i don't was, know i always thought that's what their band name meant <laughs> I'm gonna, you should look it Nick's up. Nick's nuts, everybody. Oh my god! The movie that makes you talk about everything but it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, are you looking it up? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, that sounds right, but I don't know. I don't. Know. A gin blossom is slang for the capillaries in your nose and face that burst because of excessive drinking. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. cool. All right, cool. Um. Interesting. Okay, so I do not have gin blossoms because I do not drink. Like I was gonna say, you don't drink that much. <laughs> no, I drink like maybe a glass of wine like a month, and that sounds like a lot. <laughs> Ma- Mama needs her wine. Mama needs her wine. <laughs> anyway, I think we're done talking about the movie. Yeah, would you yeah. recommend it? Um, I haven't recommended it to anyone, mm. and I usually do. Usually, you do by now. I do like, usually. Like, yeah. Ten minutes after you see it, you like spam a bunch of people. Oh, and right, tell them to that's watch actually it. exactly what I do. Um, and so, I have not recommended it to anyone. So, I guess that's kind of your answer. What about you? I'm assuming no. No, I wouldn't. This movie's a full on mess. Like, I, yeah. I just it's. It's not good. No, and I'm wondering if this is like consistent with Nora Ephron's work because I don't th- I don't know other than Sleepless in Seattle, I don't know what else I've seen of hers. I believe she did You've Got Mail, which oh, you remember Mail liking that is one. Okay, but it still has like really questionable yeah like, plot lines. I remember liking it when I first saw it, but that was like when it first came out. So I could probably, oh, I probably would not like it the way I liked it when I first did, saw it. When Harry Met Sally, which I actually oh, kind I do of like enjoy. That one. Um, she did Julie and Julia, which I thought was kind of cute. Oh, I didn't see that one, but it sounded cute. She did the movie Hanging Up, which I thought was garbage. I didn't, I didn't, I never even heard of um, that. She did a movie, she's done a few movies that I haven't seen, like Bewitched with uh, Will Ferrell and... Nicole Kidman. Colin Farrell would have been a whole. Uh, yeah. I would have watched that if Bewitched was with Colin Farrell instead of Will Farrell. Can you imagine? <laughs> I would have been mean... like, yes, this is good. No, I didn't see that one either. It looked like trash. It looked like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's so majorities, see. I mean, she certainly know Nancy Myers is what we're all, I think we're all focusing on right now. Is that? I think Nancy Myers uh, is better at the craft of the type of of the type of movies that are being made. Nancy Myers is more consistently better and just like better. She's just more talented mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think she creates movies that are a lot more heartfelt. And whereas, like Nora Ephron's, like. We're ignoring TBIs, you know, Sleepless in Seattle was about a woman stalking a guy that was not romantic. Like who? Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Well, and then like, like You've Got Mail is about people who are in relationships with other people and they're pen pals and they fall in love with each other. And when they break off their relationships, their partners are just like, OK with it. And I, yeah, hate, I, that. I hate that aspect. And we, I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, yeah, I think Nancy Myers it makes better movies overall. Yeah, yeah. So, don't see any mixed nuts. Just go watch a Nancy Myers movie. Yeah. That's what we got to say. That's right. Anyway, you can follow us on Instagram, Watchers of Movies. You can follow us on Facebook at Watchers of Movies. We have um, 
but I don't even know. Well, oh yeah, we have a TikTok now. So if you want to follow us on there, that's cool. And um, if you would like us to review a movie, you can do a couple things. You can DM us on social media. You can send us an email at watchersandmovies at gmail.com. Or you can put, you can give us five stars on iTunes and then put the name of the movie in the title of your five stars little thing. We just really like having five stars. We want to get out there, you know, whatever. Uh, and... Thanks. Oh, and uh, if you want to check us out, our website, it is Watchers and Movies. <laughs> it's like that. It is Watchers and Movies. Weebly.com. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, his name is Mike Myers. You can find him on Twitter at The Mike Show 42. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And I think that's it. Bye bye. Bye.